I need somebody who's going to reach into the soul of all people and wake them up and let them know that they have a mandate on their lives to do something greater than just breathing in and breathing out. To me, one of the greatest sins is to do nothing with the life that God has given you other than breathe. Mm. And so when I operate, when I move, and I wear the shirt, what's your dream? Because I wanted to provoke conversation. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. Today on the Kindling Fire, I have a new friend, Ira Davis. Uh, thank you for joining me, uh, Ira. Sure, thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. So Ira hit me up on Instagram because he is a man of action, and we started a, a great dialogue, and uh, I actually ended up having a a pretty powerful little session with you on, a, on the phone, uh, I don't know, maybe about a month ago, uh, around what Ira does. So Ira is the chief, chief dream diver. He's the CEO of Dream Divers International. It's a coaching and consulting company for purpose and mission-driven entrepreneurs, employees, and organizations. He also owns Dream Diver TV, and he also has a film production company, and he is based out of LA. Is it LA proper or are you outside of LA? I'm, I'm in Temecula, so, you know, right in between LA and San Diego, somewhere in the middle. Awesome. Ira, I am stoked to have you on today because you are, we are uh, birds of the same feather, if that's even a thing. <laughs> birds, <laughs> brothers from another mother. How about that? That would be. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, I'm so excited to have you on. Can you uh, fill in the listeners a little bit more about what's Dream Divers? Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, Troy, man, I appreciate you for just giving me the opportunity to uh, speak life to you and to your listeners. Uh, such a tremendous honor and pleasure. Uh, and I believe I reached out to you because you happened to like one of my posts on Instagram. And then you know how that rabbit hole goes, right? Yeah, you know, sure. God, what does he do, right? So anyway, I thank God for strategic alignment. Uh, but what is what is Dream Divers International? We what we do is we endeavor to uh, really. Uh, light the fuse on the people's uh, behinds, if you will, and to inspire their souls uh, to discover their purpose and to unlock their dreams and to ultimately die for their dreams so they can impact the world. You know, God put me on a rescue mission a few years ago um, because I myself was lost and stuck in just existing. And the thing that I was looking for was the very thing that God put me here to be a light, to be a tool for. Mm, mm. So it says in your bio, it talks about there was a, a moment in time where you were really seeking a promotion within the Marine Corps, and that was denied you, and it kind of started you on a path. T tell us that story. Yeah, so um, I had been in the United States Marine for about, um, at this point, 
in my career, probably about uh, eight or yeah, about eight years. Uh, I was a Marine Corps drill instructor, so I was, you know, one of the guys wearing the big old funny green hats like Major Payne and screaming at people and all that good stuff. And uh, I got into some trouble um, training the Marines too hard. And I got relieved of my duties. Uh, and at that point in time, the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, excuse me, Afghanistan was coming to a close. And um, the Marine Corps and the military itself, they were uh, getting rid of people who had any negative paperwork in, in, in their, you know, record books. And uh, it didn't matter if it was recent or old, you know, they were looking to keep the best of the best, uh, as they would call it. And so after I got relieved, uh, the Marine let me extend my contract for about two years. And during that time frame, I knew promotion was coming, and I knew I had to rebound. Um, this was the first time in my career I had been through any trouble, any adversity, anything, um, but it was huge. Uh, and so, you know, I went on this kind of mission to, to try to win every award as a Marine that I could win to kind of rebound my career. And I did so. I mean, I, I won, you know, you know, Martial Arts Instructor uh, of the Year Award. I won Non-Commissioned Officer of the Year Award. I won medals and awards. And when it came time for promotion in 2014, uh, I, got, I got passed over. And, you know, when you get passed over in the military, uh, at this point in my career, it, it's a career ender. And so um, I had a couple of, you know, a general, a couple of uh, colonels, lieutenant colonels, and some senior enlisted individuals who were willing to write some waivers on my behalf uh, to help me get uh, another look at promotion. Uh, but it was at that point in time that I realized that God was calling me in a different direction. And um, when they came back and they told me denied, you know, I, at that point, Troy, I had three months left on my contract to get out of the Marine Corps and find a new job, a new place to live because I lived on base and base housing, uh, and a new way to take care of my family. Uh, and at that time, I had um, a, a wife and I had two small boys. No education, no bank account, no nothing. I wasn't prepared for anything. So you can imagine what that felt, you know, what that feels like with three months left as a husband, as a father, uh, faced with a critical decision on what to do next. Mm. Yeah, I know what that feels like. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I have uh, ended up uh, at the end of my end thinking I was going to go do ministry stuff and ended up broke living at the in-laws with two kids. We're not knowing what to do or where to go and definitely nothing in the bank account. I was like, God, what is going on? So I've been there. That is a terrible place. <laughs> so look... So it's so funny because now, like, the things that you, you're talking about, you are coaching NFL Hall of Famers, Grammy Award-winning singers, Olympic athletes, best-selling authors, military folks, six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs. I mean, you have transformed yourself, and, and it's so awesome to be able to talk to you because uh, so many people, when they hit that wall, and it really... They hit it hard. It's, that door slams right in their face. They think it's it. It's over. There is no future. But yet God in his wisdom sometimes has to shake us out of something where we're not going to actually achieve our greatest uh, version of ourselves that Jesus wants in the world. Yeah, no, this is, this is the truest, uh, probably one of the most, you know, real statements that, that you could ever say is that there are times when 
God will allow us to be broken so he can rebuild us. And what I went through was the process, the exact process that God needed me to go through so I could become the man that I am today. You, you know, if you told me I would be who I am right now, uh, who, if you would have told me who I am now, um, that I would have been that person, you know, four or five years ago when I was going through this, you know, I probably would have laughed you out of the room, right? Um, because I was never the guy who was great at anything. Mm. I just, it, I just wasn't that guy, and that was a part of my struggle. Even though I was a Marine at the time that I was still employed as a Marine, I still was struggling to discover what I was born to do, uh, which made my time as a Marine uh, somewhat enjoyable. But mostly, you know, I, I, I secretly, you know, behind closed doors, I wasn't happy because that's not what I was born to do. There was a component in that that God wanted me to 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 cultivate. But the majority of that time, I was secretly unhappy. Uh, and so when I got forced out, you know, I, I was I was mad for, you know, a matter of months. But after I got over it, I, I recognized that this was God's way of saying, now I'm giving you a fresh slate so we can so I can push you on track towards your destiny. Mm. You know, I, I that is such an incredible testimony. And I know we're only just getting started, but I just want to add that. You know, so many men, when they're not the top of the top, even ladies, and if they're dr driven this way, if they're not the top of the top, you know, it's, uh, then they kind of think, well, you know, what can God do with average? Let me tell you something. God can do a lot with average. I was average. I am average. But, man, with Jesus, I'm awesome. <laughs> you know, That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, and 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 what I didn't get the best grades in school. You know, it, you know, you can I can go through my laundry list of things in my life and say, yeah, you weren't quite up to snuff. But Jesus is in the business of taking the willing and those that say yes and putting him on the heights of the heights because just to display, he is that good and he is that able. That's it, man. If you, I mean, if you look all throughout the Bible, God specialized in using people who did not have it all together, right? And, you know, when God came and scooped me up, he just added me to the list of people who were all jacked up. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he kept the streak alive because um, I'll tell you, Troy, and for all your listeners, when I tell you there was nothing special about who I was, and what I was capable of doing that I could see, that's literally where I was. So, so when I got forced out of the Marine Corps, a place that was willing to pay me, and I didn't have to think about what to do next or what would come next, it was just structured, a place that I didn't have to stand out or be great, I could just get paid for just showing up. Mm. When, when it was time for that chapter to end, I was terrified because I had to face what I already knew about myself, which was, I had no idea who I was. Oh, man. Man. Yeah, God in his love creates these moments. Then purposefully, intentionally. And, and so much of us, we ask God just to make it like cruise control. Make my life like cruise control. And then we wonder why we don't step into the greater and, and sometimes God's got to break that cruise control so that now all of a sudden you've got to get engaged. You've got to do no, the hard is, work. Yeah, no, this, this is absolutely true. Listen, I tell people all the time, big dreams come with big roots. 
big dreams come with big roots, which means if you don't have anything that you've gone through that's connected to the root of who you are, that's connected to your soul, your spirit, how you grew up, what you've been through, then you are not the person who is able to have a big dream because you haven't been through anything that connects you to something bigger than who you are. Mm. And so I can stand here today because God gave me a big root that runs deep. It's called not knowing what I was born to do and being miserable around people who I thought had it all together and not knowing where I fit, where I belong. And so now what I do now is connected so deep that I would do it for free. I tell people all the time, right? You know, I would do this in the middle of the night, butt naked, run out the house with no clothes on, run down the streets for free to do what I do now. Because when you, when you figure out what God has put you on this earth to do, there is no amount of money or anything else anybody can pay you that will ever suffice the fulfillment that you get from operating in what you were born to do, period. Oh, my gosh. Man, you're preaching. That is so good. <laughs> hey, so get us back to that moment. So you're you're yeah. you're you got three months. You are you're you're not sure what your next steps. You're probably upset at God. Like, how does God father you? How does God help you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, it's coincidentally enough, you know, in the military, especially in the Marine Corps, going to see a therapist. You know, sometimes we call them the wizard, right? Um, going to see a therapist is seen as being weak. Mm. Right? No not what, just in the military. <laughs> it's not yeah, just in yeah, the military. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and, and, and so it's seen as a sign of weakness, but I knew I was, I was at my lowest point. You know, I'm looking at my bank account. I'm looking at my wife. I'm looking at my kids, and, and I'm looking at the calendar like, you know, okay, guys, something don't add up here, right? This, the way, I'm not good at math, but I know three months times all these other problems are not going to equal destiny. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I went to go see a therapist on base, and I sat on, you know, not his sofa, but he had a, you know, a chair, armchair. I sat in the armchair and I, and I cried. I want you to imagine, you know, you know, a five-eight black buff dude. You know, sitting in the office crying, big old alligator tears as if somebody was cutting my foot off. And I cried. I cried like a baby. And I said, I said, Doc, you're going to have to help me. I said, I'm a grown man with a wife and two kids. And I have no idea what I was born to do, but I have three months to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And I know I was not put here to just be another number like I was as a Marine. I know that I was put here to impact people's lives but I don't know how. I'm not great at anything. I'm not good at anything, so on and so forth. And after about four or five days, at the end of the week, therapist came back to me uh, as I sat in his office for our session, and he said, listen, Sergeant Davis, I'm going to give you my personal and my professional opinion. He said, I believe that you were put on this earth to inspire people down to their very bones, to inspire them to go after their dreams. And he said, I don't know what that looks like for you. He said, whether that's, you know, you're going to be a speaker or write a book. He said, but I encourage you to go on a journey to figure out what that is. He said, because when I listen to you talk about your time as a Marine, even if they would have allowed you to get promoted, even if they would have let you keep going, the way you talk about impacting people's lives and the way you talk about your life as a Marine, don't even compare. Mm. When you start talking about impacting people's lives, your face and your body begin to open up and light up. When you talk about 
the routine and the rituals and, and you know, the structure and the, you know, day in and day out of being a Marine, you, you, you turn into like a hermit crab. He says, so the reason why you never were a true fit for the Marine Corps, even though you did excel, is you have the right skills in the wrong industry. Mm. That's a powerful. So, yeah, and that was the day where I left his office and I went and sat out in my car right outside the office and I cried. I cried and I prayed and I said, God, I said, you're going to have to help me. And, you know, I thought to God, just like, you know, me and him go way back. I said, God, you got to help your boy, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm, um, I, I am struggling. But what this therapist just said to me, a light bulb just went off in my head for the first time ever in my life. And I began to realize in that moment, God began to speak to me and, and show me right then and there what I was truly capable of with my life. And God began to say clearly, and I remember like it was yesterday, he said, he said, Davis, you are a, a visionary. You are a transformational leader. When you speak, you can help people see the beginning from the end, and all they did was bring you a seed. He said, you are a great communicator and a great creator, and I'm going to put a camera in your hand and give you the, the platform to inspire people to go after their dreams. And I'm like, God, first of all, back up. Back up a step. Because everything you're telling me, everything you're telling me right now, um, you let me go my whole life feeling like I had nothing to offer the world. And God said, it wasn't that you didn't have anything to offer. It's that you were looking for an outward expression of your greatness and, and everything that I put in you that was great is an inward expression of greatness. And as a kid, as a young adult, right, there are no trophies for the things that I've given you. Mm. These things have developed over time, and in this stage of your life, they are now becoming external expressions of greatness. And so, man, Troy, my mind was blown. My mind was blown. I, I just... I love God that way. There, there is a powerful scripture. I think it's in Daniel, and I'm not going to know the reference, but it basically said, it was speaking to Daniel, and he said, you are highly esteemed. And it was an angel, I think, speaking to him. And, the, and, and it's like in heaven, God knows our true design. He created us. And what he was speaking to you was all validation of who you truly were and and it it and it is like we spend our whole lives looking for wives and commanders and and chiefs of industry and famous people and fill in the blank to say tell me who i am you know but god who created you is the true one that says i know who you are and you're highly esteemed do you want to become that and we all say yes i want to do it right yeah <laughs> man yeah, that is a absolutely. powerful encounter yeah it was an encounter that changed my life for sure um had you ever had ever... other people speak that kind of life into you before not before. I was always told that I had a phenomenal gift of inspiration. But at that point in my life, you know, inspiration to me was 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 not this tangible thing. It was just, you know, I can I contributed that to being a great person. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't right. realize that, that inspiration 
to be a, a business or a business model or it was valuable outside or beyond being a nice person. Mm. And yeah. so, you know, it's, mm. it's funny that, you know, I used to hear that all the time, oh, you're very inspirational, you're a great leader, boom, 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 right? But what I realized, even when you look at the life of Joseph, right, with, with his coat of many colors, is that most people will recognize who you are before you do. Yeah. Right? Most people recognize who you are before you do. And I say that because when, when, I, when I, you know, gave a message on Joseph, uh, after, you know, um, his brothers was like, you know, stop telling us to dream, and their father sent them off to go do something in another place, uh, and Joseph was like, yo, where my brothers go, Dad? And he's like, I sent them to go do whatever. And Joseph takes off, and he goes to find his brothers who, are going, who went on to go do something else. And that's when Joseph and his brothers had an encounter where they put him in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> it was Joseph following behind his brothers. Nobody said Joseph. He went and followed behind his brothers, and that, that kind of started everything. But what, the reason why his brothers put him in the pit is because they recognized his greatness before he did. Because yeah. if he would have recognized his greatness, he would have never went and followed behind people who he, he didn't need to follow behind, right? And so for me, I had spent so much of my life following other people, trying to be like them and walk in their shadow of greatness when, when it comes to find out that God had given me a special recipe just for Ira Davis. Man, I tell you what, there, there's so much goodness and what you're in so much gold and what you're sharing right now because so like I know I spent a lot of my life being a mockingbird uh, where I just or a parrot where I just mimicked people that I aspired to but it wasn't true to who I was and and my wife would call me out on it and I'd be like look I'm trying like I'm just, she's in like I might preach or something and sound like somebody else and she'd be like that's not how you sound I'm like, I'm trying, you know, <laughs> right, so, right, right. you know, just, yeah. just trying to kind of find, find your way. And, uh, you know, one thing I want to ask you is, did you have to deal with haters? You know, people that just were not going to be on your side about who God had made you to be. You know what, you know, uh, interesting enough, I have not dealt with any haters that I know of. That's good. Yeah, that, that I know of, right? Who knows what's going on in people's head and their hearts? But to my face, uh, I haven't dealt with that personally. That's good. Um, which, has been, which has been a blessing for me. Um, and, you know, cross my fingers, you know, stay on mm. my knees. But, you know, I, I'm like you. I recognize that as God elevates you, that, you know, the hate, their haters don't grow alongside of you, right? The, yeah. The, the weeds grow along with the wheat, right? So. Mm. You know, there's a, a great scripture. In, I'm like I'm like the greatest in knowing scripture, but not knowing where they are. It's, just go Google it. But it, it says, <laughs> hey, listen, they're in there somewhere. Yeah, they're in there somewhere, and it talks about a bruised a bruised reed he will not break, and it's talking about how God will deal with the the people that are in a tender place in a tender way. And I feel like with the Lord, as he, and even with the kindling fire and the idea that, you know, things start small and they're kind of fragile and, and, and they're just fragile when they first start. When God gave that to you, how did he help you kind of take those next steps towards what he was speaking of your life? Yeah, so uh, it was very interesting. Um, <laughs> You know, a couple of weeks after I left um, that therapy session, um, you know, I, 
I had been doing little cute videos for family and friends on like Windows Movie Maker back in the day. You know, with like your little Best Buy handy cam. You know, I was doing like anniversary videos, birthday videos, and people were like, "Oh, you pretty good at that. You should do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, whatever you say, right?" And so, so when God says I'm gonna put a camera in your hand and give you a platform to inspire you to go after your dreams, I'm like, "Okay, you know, what does that mean?" So anyway, I I went out and I bought on faith, right? I went out and I bought a new, you know, DSLR camera. Didn't know how to use it. And I took my five-year-old son out to Oceanside High School, and we filmed this little um, flag, you know, little flag football inspirational video of him kind of like training or whatever. And then I came back, edited it, and I put some Ray Lewis on the background to make it inspirational. And it was just this proud thing that me and my son had, did, you know, had done, um, not knowing for it that I was creating a formula for something that I would be doing for the long haul, um, hmm. which is impactful, inspirational uh, uh, documentary filmmaking. And um, about a week later, I'm taking my youngest son to daycare on base, and I see a flyer on the counter that says, NFL Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson from the L.A. Rams is coming to Camp Pendleton to give a free camp for the kids. And um, I picked up this flyer. I went to the website. They didn't have a video about the impact that they were making with his foundation, the Eric Dickerson Foundation. So I called him and left a message and said, hey, listen, my name is Ira Davis. You know, I would like to make an you know, impactful video about what you're doing with the kids. Um, and, you know, just give me a call back if you can. So they called me back, and the representative asked me, you know, do I have anything to show them, Troy? And the only thing I had to my name was the video that I made to my five-year-old son. <laughs> and uh, I sent them the video, and they called me back in a matter of hours and said, you know, hired how much? <laughs> and literally about three or four weeks, you know, I don't remember the exact time frame, after the therapy session, I was on the field with NFL legends. You know, Marcus Allen, Christian McCoy, Eric Dickerson, uh, you know, some of, some of the greats, Ronnie Lott, some of the greats were standing on the field in front of me. And here I am, this Marine who has, at this point, about two and a half months left on his contract, um, you know, really stepping into the next thing that God called me to step into just weeks before. Uh, and then to take it a step further, um, after the camp was over, I get a call from NFL Films saying, hey, listen, we couldn't be at the camp with Eric, but can we license a part of that footage to be a part of his A Day in the Life of Eric Dickerson documentary on the Emmy Award-winning NFL Network? And, you know, toward, I quickly said yes, right? And, um, <laughs> Let me think about uh, it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the, footage, the footage was horrible. It, it was terrible. Like, I didn't know how to use my camera. It was horrible. But it made it on his documentary. Uh, I got a credit and the whole nine yards, and uh, it was at that point that God began to move some things to show me that it wasn't my skills. It was his anointing that was going to take me further faster in what I was doing. Fast forward, you know, I, thought, I, I did a couple of things for Tina Campbell from Mary Mary, the Grammy Award winning gospel group. Uh, and then I had to stop so and say, okay, God, I am not a videographer. This is not what you called me to. And God is like, you're exactly right. What I want you to do is to create impactful documentaries that help inspire people who are stuck in unfulfilled, just like you were, to help them step into what they were called to do to impact the world. And so every film you make from now on should represent the mantra and the mindset of what it is that I have saved you from. Now I'm putting you on a rescue mission to do the same thing, but with your camera. Wow. 
You know, I, I want to highlight something that the listeners may have not caught. And, and this is like a key. If God speaks to you, you need to go out and buy the camera. You need to, by faith, without any more information, go put faith in action. Say, okay, Lord, if that's true, well, I'll, I'll go get a camera. I mean, I love that. I mean, that all started with that act of faith. And you, I don't know, maybe you charged it, you know? <laughs> I, listen, I don't even know where the money came from, to be honest. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still trying to recover from that purchase, Troy. <laughs> wait a minute, I'm wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, rewind, rewind. <laughs> Man. Um, but that was the single, that was, that was one of the defining moments for me is, is, is making a move. Um, mm. is making a move, but not making in the move that would be so detrimental that I would abort the dream for my life. Right. But making a move in the act of pursuing preparation for when God calls me up to the big leagues. Man. And there's a difference. And I want I want everybody who's listening to understand that there's a difference between making a move in preparation and preparing and taking practice swings and and, and showing up to the game. And, and then coach put me in from time to time, then trying to go out there and own the team right out of the gate. Mm. Um, because just because you are anointed to do something doesn't mean that it's your time. It doesn't mean you've been appointed to do something. And the distance between anointing and appointment, and, and appointment is process, it's preparation. And I believe that what I did with Eric on the field, which translated to me working with Eric probably another two or three years after that, and some other folks, um, was preparation. It was not a full-blown dive for my dreams. It was just practice mm. for what God really wanted me to do where I am leading up into my future. So how did you, that is great, great distinction. How did you kind of continue to progress? Like where did, like how, uh, it sounded like you did a lot more time in preparation. And then when did you feel like the Lord, there was like a threshold you crossed? Yeah, so that's a great question as well. You know, I'm, I'm at my threshold now. Let me let me be honest and let me be clear. Yeah. Um, the last few years in my production company has been all about God training me and showing me and shaping my perspective and my lens. Here's why. Because at this point in time, I have not uh, attracted yet, or they're on their way, let me put it that way, yeah. the resources to create at the level that God wants me to create. And so God wanted to put the camera in my hands and the control in my hands so that when he blesses me to break through that glass ceiling, when he appoints me to take my rightful place where I now have crews and teams of people underneath of me, mm-hmm. I can expect what I expect. I know what I want. I know how I want it. And I know what I want it to look like because I've done the work. I got the dirt under my nails to be able to say, no, this is my shot. This is the angle. You know, I need three people over here. I need four people over here. But God couldn't bless me with that until I had done the work to earn that level of responsibility, right? David was anointed as king uh, when he was still in the field, right, when he was still a young boy. But it took years before he did the work to be able to take the throne. Yeah, and that's walking by faith. I mean, so much of walking by faith is that season of trust in the big and in the process. 
So much of what I think faith is sold at is sometimes is, you know, I had an encounter and God, where's just drop that million dollars in my lap, like tomorrow. Yep. And you're like, yep. no, that's not typically how that that's going to roll. You know? <laughs> right, right. It's, listen, I prayed that prayer a number of times. It, it didn't work out. What God did was gave me more work to do. Yeah. Right? It, it seemed like every time I prayed that prayer, the dream got bigger. Right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, God, that's not... That's not the transaction I was looking for. Yeah, and I want to say to the listeners, guys, I know you've heard it in church. I've heard it in church. It's like confess it and it will be yours, right? Want it and God has appointed you and he's spoken to you and and it will be. And then we translate that into, okay, man, I've got my scripture list to confess or, you know, I've got my, you know, I'm going to take steps. And it's and we just expect that God's like a slot. I don't know. I mean, he's just going to do it quick. And I'm telling you, my life and your life and so many people that I interview, it is a process. Trust God, even if it takes years. Keep trusting him. <laughs> so, hey, look, so I, I got a question for you. Uh, when we met before, uh, you told me a story and, I, and you got it on your shirt on your website and you said, what's your dream? You are, would be a very dangerous person to run into on the street. Do you have some stories of times where you've just asked that question? Because I think you ask that question a lot of people, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a question that I ask everywhere I go, whether I'm in the grocery store or in the Uber. Um, and, and, you know, some of my, my staff will tell you, when I ask that question to a stranger, stand by. It's about to go down. Hmm. Well, tell me, tell us, tell me a little bit about that. Like, what, what is provoking you? What, what are you? What's, what's that about? Why would you ask people that question? Well, here's what I realized. You know, after spending a couple of years, you know, building the studio, um, I recognized that everywhere I went, everybody kept saying to me, "Davis." You know, these are people. You know, I still go by my last name because of the Marine Corps. You know, they say, "Davis, your voice is your number one tool." Yeah, your films are great. Yeah, everything else is great. But your voice changes the atmosphere in the room. And I began to take that to God. And God began to show me, he's like, yeah, your voice is the thing that I want to perceive and be the glue of everything that I've given you. And so I began to realize that, yes, I am a documentary filmmaker and director, but at the seed of who I am, I am a dream development coach, right, meaning that my films and my speaking and my books and the things that I'm working on are all geared around one thing. It's truly helping people discover the one thing that they were put on this earth to do and helping them realize the dream, the thing that they must create or become in order to fulfill that God-sized dream and their purpose. And so now when, when, when I go out, um, my, my, my aim is to make sure that I can love people back to life. Because, you know, I get sick to my stomach when I feel like I'm walking around the earth and, and all I see around me are people from the walking dead. Mm. You know, zombies who, who are lifeless, may have a lot of money, may be on a great vacation trip, but even in the midst of the vacation trip, right, when the smile goes away for a second and the laughter is over, Right? I, just, I can see it in their eyes that they are missing the point of life. And God told me plain as day, I'm putting you on a rescue mission. It's urgent. It's 911. I have allowed too many people to 
lived this life who did absolutely nothing with the amazing creation of life that I had given them. Mm. I need somebody who's going to dedicate their life to reaching into the hearts of all people, not just Christians, but all people, right? God's people, all people, God's people are all people. I need somebody who's going to reach into the soul of all people and wake them up and let them know that they have a mandate on their lives to do something greater than just breathing in and breathing out. To me, one of the greatest sins is to do nothing with the life that God has given you other than breathe. Mm. And so when I operate, when I move, and I wear the shirt, what's your dream? Because I wanted to provoke conversation. I wanted to stop you while you're picking up your eggs at the grocery store and say, man, his shirt just spoke a whole message to me without him saying a word. Mm. I wanted to stop you, you know, when you're getting gas and, and really take your breath away to make you really go back to your car and ask yourself, what is my dream? Like, what am I doing? You know, after I go pay this Verizon bill, what's next? Right? <laughs> so, for me, you know, what's your dream is a mantra that I live by because there's a quote that says, a, an individual without a dream for their life is an individual without a direction for their life. And so how many human beings are directionless? Hmm. Man, you know that that scripture again, no reference, but just it's in there. Google it is, you know, without uh, my people perish for lack of vision. Right. And, and and so when you don't have vision, all the other options in life that will destroy you and drag you down become very attractive as some sort of pseudo life. Like I'll drink or I'll do this or I'll have illicit sex or, you know, why not? Because I got no vision. I got no, nothing else going on. You know, and Jesus is through Ira trying to reach out saying, nope, God's got a vision for your life. And it's far bigger than, than you know. That's good, man. It's ginormous, man. It is ginormous. Bigger than, bigger than you or I. Mm. And at the intersection of your dream and my dream, it's, 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 it's magical, man. Lives can be changed. Hearts can be changed. Communities and regions and the globe can be transformed. It's everybody will wake up and recognize that there are no small positions in, in, in the purpose of life, man. You know, I, I think of Ezekiel when um, in the Valley of Dry Bones, and the thing, he was like a prophetic voice, but his, the, the words that he spoke activated the dead. And, and that's, what I, that's what I think of you, when I, I think of that sort of anointing, you know, that when you speak, it activates, it awakens, it, it joggles the dead, and actually they start coming to life. And, uh, wow. and, and you speak enough, you'll have an army that once was wow. dead. Wow. And, you know, first of all, thank you. You have no idea how much that means to me. I just want to pause right there and tell you thank you. That means the world to me um, for you to see the God in me and for you to see what did not manifest until just a few years ago. It means the world to me. Secondly, you know, the culmination of the dreams that God has given me is to create an army of dream divers who are diving for their dreams to impact the world. So it's a very interesting um, perspective that God has, has given you for my life, man. So I appreciate that. Amen. <laughs> it's exciting. 
That's right on the edge, bro. That's 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 uh, that's in the field. It's exciting. <laughs> so look, if people want to get involved with with um, with kind of your world, how would they go? How would they reach you? How would they engage with with um, with what you have to offer? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, you know, what I do now is a couple of things, right? Um, I am a dream development coach, which means I help people discover their purpose and unlock their dreams. Uh, people who know they were made for more. Uh, whether that means you need to become a purpose-driven entrepreneur, right? Somebody who creates a business using what God has called you to do in the earth, right? Or whether you are a, purpose, uh, a person looking to become a purpose-driven employee, which means using your purpose and finding a company that has a dream that's bigger than you to impact the world and you become an employee to help move that dream forward. Whether you're one of the two, God has called me to pour into your life to help you recognize exactly what you were here to do and what you need to do, create, or become in order to fulfill what God has called you to do. So you can find me on my website at www.thecheapdreamdiver.com, just like it sounds, all right? And uh, what I do right now for free every Monday morning um, on the West Coast at 6.30 a.m., on the East Coast, I believe it's 9.30 a.m., I do a 30-minute live Dream Divers Power Prayer Call, um, which is a faith-based inspirational call with people from all around the country. They log on to Zoom, and I talk for about 10, 15 minutes uh, from the Word, and I relate it to your life, to your purpose, to your dreams. Uh, and then I inspire you to be great within that week, within that moment, within that second, to take action to move forward. And that's absolutely free because I know that God has called me to season the earth with his message, not mine. And, you know, if you look down my website, there's some other things for us to get connected. If you want to be a part of what I call my Dream Divers Masterclass, which is my six-week program where I literally go step-by-step step, uh, and coach you and, and teach you in a group format how to discover your purpose, unlock your dreams. Uh, and then, of course, I do one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching as well for my high-level elite uh, employees and entrepreneurs and current purpose-driven entrepreneurs, man. So that's how they can find me. And then on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, you know, all of my content is on YouTube. And I'm um, working on a, uh, if, I, if you don't mind me sharing, working on a uh, documentary network specifically for big dreamers mm -hmm. who want to impact the world with their lives. It's going to be called Dream Divers TV. Uh, you can find that on Instagram right now. We're starting to put out just a little bit of content, but, you know, we're getting our army together so we can uh, really uh, take some of that Netflix time out of your life and put it on some <laughs> content, put it on some content that will fuel your soul to be great. Yeah, amen. Amen. The Chief dreamdiver.com. Ira, I am so glad you reached out to me in response to me liking your post. It has been super awesome to have you on the show. And uh, I just, uh, I'm just really grateful for you, brother. Hey, listen, likewise. I, and I want to encourage you, Troy, that what you are doing is absolutely needed in this season in the earth. There are so many people who have the secret to the next level for somebody else and is waiting, it's right there in their story. They just don't know that they possess the key or they need a platform like the Kindling Fire to be able to give access to other people via what they learn, man. So I thank you for being obedient to what God has called you to do. And I pray that God will grow you and expand your reach and expand your influence 
that you will not just go from this podcast, but it will go to live podcasts and video podcasts and stages, and, and, and God will travel you around the nations and the globe mm-hmm. for you to interview kings and queens who are moving and shaking on behalf of the kingdom, man. So to all of your listeners, you guys have the absolute pleasure of being connected to one of God's chosen vessels, his instruments. Uh, and so I would not take that lightly. So anything Troy puts out, I need you to like it, find it, subscribe it, uh, buy it, support it, because God's plan and God's hand is on his life. Man, you got me all teary-eyed, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ira. I really, really appreciate it. And I, you know, what I love to say is the best sermons that God are preaching today are in people's lives. And if you can, if you can hear somebody's story, you'll hear the voice of God in their life preaching to the world something. Forgiveness, mercy, power, abundance, whatever. And, uh, and I just want to have a place where people can come and, and, and brag on God in all that he's done in their lives. So, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Fire Starters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.